Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back in. Uh, this is Anxiety and I coming back at you. Um, it's actually pretty fun making a video, uh, oh I almost said video, excuse me, podcast right after doing another one. Um, I usually go on like a two-month hiatus <laughs> between each um, episode that I upload, so um, this is a but it also goes to show like how much this really means to me right now. It's, you ever had something just kind of bottled up inside or just, you know, the steam's just like just slowly building and, and you know, you, you just have to blow off that steam. Uh, it's pretty much how I feel right now. <clears throat> so usually, you know, uh, we do very fun stuff or pop culture uh, video games and, you know, music and all that shit. Um, but today uh, kind of, turning it into a different direction because again this is something that I've just been kind of marinating in and so um there's a lot that I have to say probably not going to say it as I've practiced it in my mind (laughs) but I'm going to definitely do my best um as you know I try not to pre-write things because I like everything to be natural like everything to be organic as I say it Um, so, and that's another part of the, you know, kind of show you how my anxiety takes, you know, control in certain situations. Um, but we got a, you know, really good friend and one of our regulars on our episode today. Um, Val, want to throw your haze in there? Hey, 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 it's me, Val Cisco, all the way from Pop Culture Fanatics and a slew of other awesome podcasts as well, too, that I'll probably put in my plugs later on. Slew. <laughs> Val's, one <Schmier>. of my clo- <laughs> Val's one of my closest and, and honestly, truly one of my best friends. And so, like, definitely, um, I wouldn't want anyone else uh, on this episode today. So really, really appreciate you being here. Um, that means the world to me. Always, brother. So if anybody was able to catch um, the, one of the last episodes of uh, Pop Culture Fanatics, it was on Pop Culture Fanatics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, me and Val, Val actually had me on, um, and, uh, you know, we kind of discussed COVID a little bit. So that one also kind of took more of a little political return. Um, and so now I kind of want to do it here on my end, but I want to go in a different direction that I feel like I want to elaborate more on. And that's going to be the human aspect, the human element in all of this, you know, and the natural mm-hmm. that, you know, people are feeling. Um, a lot of it is based on some <laughs> more recent videos that I've just seen. So you, that's where the fire was fueled. But, uh, you know. As I'm watching these, um, especially one in particular, um, I just, I just, I want to talk more about that, um, and and I think that's something that's being overlooked, and something that's not necessarily being ignored, but I don't think that people are paying a lot of attention to it, and that's literally the human aspect in all of this. You know, on on, on all sides of the aisle, um, there's a lot to discuss with just the human element in that alone. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share any beginning thoughts before we get on? No, no, just, well, I think the frustration is just uh, building to a climax. And I, I, at first, I think um, it was just, it's like having your stupid uncle in your family. You know, they're kind of stupid. You know, they say some obscure references that kind of get you embarrassed, but 
they're family, I guess, so you deal with them. But now you find out that like your your crazy uncle has been like stealing from you and you know taking money behind your back and taking food and things of that nature. And now you're like, okay, I'm I'm kind of fed up with you. Like I know we have to deal with you, but I'm kind of fed up by you. And that's kind of how I feel about the political society that we are in today. Absolutely, and I think a lot of people actually feel that way. Um, and it's it's very unreal, especially for people who you know, put up the fight, you know, way back when, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, you know, 80s, um, you know, from the civil rights movement to the gay movement to, you know, women's rights. It's just a lot that has been going on and, you know, being so far in the future you know, with so many uh, landmark decisions made and so many accomplishments made, I feel like, you know, we've gone right back into that. It's, it's I can only imagine what they're feeling. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But uh, something I wanted to just shed some light in so. I had ran into, as anyone knows, yeah, I talk about Vice News a lot. <laughs> Vice News is my go-to. Um, it truly is. It's some of the most, uh, some of the most uh, professional um, people, you know, uh, that 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 do these stories on Vice News with with just like the best in journalistic integrity. You know that uh-huh. I, you know that I can relate to is just phenomenal. And uh, I highly recommend watching this video. It's actually called the Vice News Tonight special called Inside Italy's Coronavirus, Coronavirus Epic Center. It was published about like a week ago. And from the very beginning, um, it, it, just, it, just, it just hit me so, so fucking hard. Um, and that's when I started to realize that I, I, I think, I don't think that people are looking at at the fear that people are really feeling, not just the fear of, oh, the coronavirus itself, but really think about the fear that people are feeling when, you know, they slightly cough, they wake up with a fever, you know, they can't breathe or, you know, just, you know, maybe you're just putting yourself into a panic mode, you know, just think, I don't, I don't think people are really putting into perspective, just that fear of, of possibly having this thing, or, you know, you know, that more, a hundred percent most likely have this and i was able to see that um just from one person at the beginning of this is uh these paramedics they go to their senior home which you know um it's one of the hardest hit uh, communities um with this with this disease and um <clears throat> it really hit close to home but you know they went to go pick up this woman and um she was i think they said she was 90 and it, it uh, so they went to go, you know, they were asking her what's wrong. And, you know, you could tell she's just like not there. Um, and as they're lifting her up, putting her on a stretcher to take her to the ambulance, you know, she just wants to know, you know, where she's going and they're telling her. And the moment that the EMT held her hand, like she just lost it, you know, and just that human contact, something that she probably hadn't felt in so long as well as a lot of other people she just lost it and you know he did his best to comfort her as you know just the worry that this woman might have it you know let's not think about that let's not put that into her mind we're right now that we're taking the hospital to get there it really hit home because my grandmother's in a home you know she had suffered a stroke last year i want to say it was sometime last year and I was able to see her when I went to go visit last year. 
and just that you know seeing her like that when I could see her you know um, it was it was it was hard you know um, but like being her being in Texas and me being in Arizona you know is already a distance enough and knowing the fact that even if I was there I wouldn't be able to see her as well as you know other people experiencing the same thing like that really hit hard really hit home you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that was the first thing that came to my mind as as, as I'm watching this and um <laughs> so and I'm starting to think again uh, and I started watching more videos and more videos you know of more journalists putting themselves on the front lines and actually going to the hospitals that are in the epic centers and and you know how these amazing people are working eight ten hour shifts because they have to you know mm-hmm. and because a lot of them want to because you know it has to be done and thinking about these people that the only human interaction you know the people that are sick the people that are there in icu or the people that are you know uh, in critical condition the only interaction human interaction that they're getting is from these doctors it's from these nurses you know um and, and another word that was thrown around this uh, vice news and even you know uh, the other uh stories that i watched was loneliness uh-huh. and, and it's not just from seniors but it's from you know people more people uh, at real young ages are catching us too you know um and can you imagine just being there so late at night you know you're 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 in your hospital bed and the only noise that you're surrounded by is you know your uh, respirators your breathing machines you know, these machines that are working to keep you alive you can't do it on your own the constant beeping you know the constant running around from the nurses and you know the chattering imagine like that's the only thing that you hear all day every day yeah uh it's enough to drive anybody crazy but the thing about these nurses these doctors healthcare professionals is that they're they're doing it because they unconditionally love people and it's not a love where it's like oh my god I'm puppy love or oh my god like you're, you're the one I'm gonna marry it's love like for the human spirit for the human body for humanity in general and it's even more tough when you have that sense of pride, passion, and, and acknowledgement for one's life, that you see people with these delusional, like, fantasies of fake viruses, and you're just doing this because you're being told to, and it's not our problem, and stuff like that, and they miss the point of, of caring, and this is what kind of scares me it's like for a, a country that and I'm pretty sure Vice will, will, will put something out on this as well too but for a country that that's so hell bent on the constitution or constitutional rights freedom the amendment freedom liberation and things of that nature a country that's so patriotic and so prideful on on the United States in general, how disgusting they are to healthcare providers that literally these are the people that you're going to come see in another six months, 12 months for a routine checkup, another year for for just Billy fell off the scooter and now he has a boo-boo. 
you know, these are the people that you're going to have to confront one day. It ain't God. It ain't Jesus. It's literally these people that you yourself are going to have to confront. There is no right-wing hospital. There is no confederate fucking hospital. There is no, you know, alt-right doctor that's going to see you that you prefer. No, it's going to be, you know, Jose. It's going to be Amir. It's going to be, you know anybody that's out there minority from or all not, cultures be, all races yeah. all religions exactly it's going to be that person right there that's going to be unconditionally helping you out remembering all the bullshit that you did six months ago three months ago one month ago and still saying i'm here to help you not because i have to it's because it's the right thing to do that's what blows my mind absolutely and you know it's it I, I was even i didn't even know that this was this was another thing that was going on but like a lot of the you know healthcare workers that you know were there during the protests people were yelling at them and calling them actors telling them that they were fake that they were not you know actual healthcare workers and these are people who pride so much and i mean the healthcare workers these are people who pride so much in what they do you know even going out there when that was probably their day off or you know they probably just got off of work or you know right before they're going to work who knows you know but they took the time their precious time because i know time time is something that me and you and everyone else has plenty of right now mm-hmm. you know what we're doing with it is you know a whole different story that's a whole another conversation right but the time that these people have right now these healthcare workers and everyone that's on the front lines actually you know they're that that they're taking their that time to stand in defiance of what these people believe is nothing short of you know incredible and so and 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 the other thing about it is 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 something that uh, I think we're also overlooking is that you know at, at, in these moments they're not just their healthcare providers. These are the last people that a lot of these people are sick are going to see. Mm-hmm. They're all they're also the ones that have to hold up, you know, these phones, these cameras for these people to get at least maybe even one last look at their family, one last conversation. And they were talking to one doctor and how he felt that like he was in invading that space you know because he has to hold up the phone just so that you know the families can say goodbye if you know they're able to do that and again when this EMT grabbed this woman's hand I'm I, I think that what kind of broke her spirit because this is the first time she felt that kind of comfort and God knows how long and lots of people aren't able to see that you know and 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 i think we've taken the hugging shaking our hands you know that kind of human reaction or you know um physical touch for granted i mean we can't do it right now and we shouldn't do it right now but as they were talking to somebody else who had just lost a family member it's like a lot of people in their loneliest times right now we need that to comfort ourselves but we know we can't do it and you know we're probably not doing it but we can't but like that's something that we feed off of that's why people hug their pillows. That's why people take extremely hot showers because it gives them that feeling of human touch. You know what I mean? And now to have to be separated from that, it's hard. It's incredibly hard, but we've taken that for granted, you know? Um, I wanted to ask you as, as, as you know, in, in a way a single parent, cause I know you're dating, but like as a single parent, you know, with the daughter, how, 
has this whole situation kind of evolved from the beginning to now? And and how did you change? Like, how do you put that all in perspective? You know, as a father of your daughter. Well, it's hard because at first, you know, just like everybody, you're, you're trying to be Papa Bear, and you're saying that's not that serious. You're going to be okay. It's not going to be as serious as everybody's making it out to be. And then when things start actually getting serious, when the schools start closing and the parks start closing, the events are canceled. Um, reality sets in, and it's like, all right, you can just you just can't ignore what you said a minute ago. You have to confront your loved ones and say, hey, listen. I made a mistake. And that's a conversation I have with my daughter. Like, you know, I, I did not think it was that serious, but it definitely is serious. And we're going to have to quarantine ourselves. There's going to be family members that we're not going to see for a while. We're not going to be going out like we're used to. And we're people that, you know, love to go to. We live in Arizona, so we love to go to Sedona. We love to go to Jerome. We love to travel as much as possible. And that kind of is cut down. And at first it was, you know, it was different it wasn't bad but i think now as kind of reality set in for a lot of things for her not seeing her friends and her friends not social distancing i think that was the biggest thing in the world her friends are not social distancing so her friends are out there saying oh we're hanging out here dad we're hanging out here francesca we're gonna go to do this we're gonna do that and then she looks at me she's like why can't i go i'm like because their parents are not doing what's right for everybody else so we can't follow that and that sunk into her and then now knowing that her 16th birthday is coming as well too and she really can't have that big 16 bash that she was looking forward to that set in so it's a lot of comfort it's a lot of support it's a lot of rehab every day and thankfully she has a great support system that can rehab her every day but it's it's tough for the young mind to number one picture quarantine number two to um understand to give up what she thought was going to be her excellent summer is now gone. Yeah, it's tough. It, it, but it's also amazing how everything that you just said was the same story that I heard from a lot of the people that I watched in these videos. You know, you're talking about, you know, her 16th birthday coming up on the on the same um, Vice episode where they're in Italy, right across from their, you know, because just like a lot of places, and, and this is something I want to touch up with you later, but, you know, hospitals are getting overloaded with bodies and, you know, had seen mass graves being made, seeing, you know, just truckloads of bodies being, you know, rolled out um, where she was filming. There was a storage where they were putting the bodies right across. There was a old man that was just watching, you know, so she went over and talked to him. And, you know, he kind of told a little bit of his story, how, you know, it's it's tough. It, it really is. He's like, whether, you know, the peop- people are younger, old, you know, it's still a sad thing to lose. And he had just lost his wife last year or early. Yeah, earlier last year. And it was his birthday was in March. And, you know, he said this year he had to spend it alone. You know, he usually has his kids over, his grandkids, and, you know, they celebrate, you know, with a big birthday for him. And he said, you know, this is the first time that I was alone. He's like, and I didn't even have my wife with me. And he had to actually walk away from the interview because he just, he just stopped. And, you know, the last thing he told her as he walked away was, you know, I'm leaving you with tears in my eyes. It just, it, that broke my heart, Ralph, because this is not someone who, you know, is suffering from coronavirus. It's not somebody that um, lost, as far as I know, and didn't lose anybody coronavirus, but it's just, you know, the whole effects of the whole thing 
you know, just just kind of hit all at once. And it's just it, it, it hurts. You know what I mean? And, and this is just, this is part of that human aspect, that human element that I think that we're not seeing. Um, and, and people may be perceiving it in the wrong way that I'm trying to project it. But it's just this is how much we need to stay together. You know what I mean? This is how much we need to constantly reach out to each other and hold each other close because it's just things like that, you know, that are really breaking people. And at the time that our human resilience really needs to step out in the forefront and our common sense of common sense, <laughs> it's, it's this. And um, you, you had also mentioned um, an, an, another point, you know, in, in regards to, you know, your daughter, um, I can't even, <laughs> my mind's just racing in and then like a, a whole totally, you know, in different directions, but kind no, of I know. going on, um, with, with, with the whole thing in New York, you know, as someone from New York, you know, yourself, um, do you feel kind of like a survivor's guilt because you're not there in, in this whole situation? No, not at all. Um, uh, if anything, I feel semi-guilty for the family members that are like my mother and my little brother. Who's, he's he's an adult now, but still, like, I feel for them because I know that they're doing the requirements to stay vigilant and stay healthy. But everyone around them is not. Um, I I've commented many times on what I've seen in New York, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatnot. And what I see in New York is is disgusting and downright criminal in some cases because as a New Yorker, at the end of the day, we don't take kindly to anybody telling us what to do. It's just a personality trait. That's how it is, unfortunately. It could be good and it could be toxic as well, too. And this case is very toxic. And it's not like what we're seeing like in in Michigan or we're seeing in other places around the world. Um, it's more so a stubbornness of not showing up at a Capitol building saying that I need a haircut. It's more so we're going out in crowds, gangbanging. We're 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 twelve years old having fights with with thirty year olds for no damn reason because we're bored. We're breaking car windows. We're breaking into places where. We're trying to steal grocery store uh, store items at Sea Town, or or, um, or throw another throw a stop and shop down there. That's in New York, and if anything, it's giving the United States a bad name, them and California, because they're both sharing the same ignorance. They're not giving a damn, and they're rioting just to riot. They're doing criminal acts, and they're just bored to the point of hurting other people and I just find it horrible and disgusting that's not the New York that I claim I don't claim any of that whatsoever I claim the people that are taking this serious that are taking you know the precautions to stay home and be careful because at the end of the day New York is a hotbed of disease if you really make it there like you are on top of person on top of person on top of person in New York City it just takes one person to get sick in an apartment complex and they all get sick 
So mm-hmm. for the people that are doing their best to stay vigilant, I applaud them. You know, it's it's tough. But for the people that are out there fucking throwing beer bottles off a roof just to hit people, for the people that are setting cars on fire because they're bored, for the people that that are jumping other people for no goddamn reason or saying that they need to fucking go to a rap studio at at 12 a.m. at night on their little streaming device on their service right there saying well look what the cops are gonna do they're not gonna do nothing to me and then they get stopped by the cops and get arrested screaming this is unjust this is not right you know this is this is you know my life matters just to get clout i don't claim that whatsoever because at the end of the day you're just fucking part of the problem at this point in time you're not solving it absolutely and um in terms of you know america and and, and all its pride and all its achievements do you see us as 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 many people will say you know in this administration do you see us leading this fight against other countries leading the fight no hell no we're not leading the fight we're if anything we're we are i wouldn't even say we were losing the fight at this moment in time like there wasn't even a fight for the united states like we're so ignorant that we came into a fight uh, a knife fight with with uh i don't know with a spoon you know it's like we came into a gunfight with a water gun and we find it hilarious like there's literally people out there that find this whole thing that that take human life as as whimsical as like a Disney movie. Like they're gonna you press the reset button and and they'll be right back. And and I find that repulsive. There is no fight whatsoever. We've lost already. We've we've lost because of the fact that you know we have states opening up like Texas and Florida, Georgia. You know we we have people out there saying that this is a fake disease and that. People need to die for the greater good. Um, it, it's repulsive. I mean, you look at countries like Italy, you look at countries like India and Great Britain, how they're taking all this seriously to heart, to every life matters. The person that that dies is mourned and celebrated because that life mattered. And over here, you find out that, you know, 70-year-old Tasha died. Well, I guess it was for the greater, greater good because now people are at beaches now. Ha, ha, ha. Like it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And speaking on that, you know, it's 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 really hard to know. You know, like I cannot fathom the idea that I can't give my loved one the proper burial that they deserve. You know, not only were they lonely throughout this fight with the coronavirus, you know, they were lonely in the hospital with only the doctors by their side. I couldn't be there, and now in death, I can't even be there for them. You know, they're probably either sitting in some in, 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 in some code storage or makeshift code storage, you know, sitting in a casket alongside with dozens of others. Like, I, don't, I don't think people are really putting that into perspective. And these pro- people are probably not even going to get a proper celebration of life until this is all over when we don't even know when that is because it just can't happen. And I get it. To some degree, I do get it. For the person out there that's a bartender, for the person out there as a woodworker that cannot touch anything at a, at a mill, work at a mill whatsoever, or bartenders that cannot do her job or his job whatsoever, for the people that don't have work whatsoever, 
I I feel for them. They're the ones actually going through unemployment and having the worst time for teachers that don't have the ability to teach in the classroom and don't have the the the, the, the necessary um, tools to teach at home. I understand that a thousand percent. But the people that are protesting in the streets, the people that are going to Capitol buildings, are not those people. No, they're not. They're no. not those people at all. They're stay-at-home wives. They're soccer moms. They're guys that go on the weekends to shoot bottles in the fucking backyard. They're, they're militia types that fucking have no idea how to fucking tie a shoe, but they know how to fucking disarm a rifle. Like, all these fucking ingrates out there that think they know what they're doing, and they're just out there because they're bored just to say something, to have a voice. They're the fucking problem right here. And what drives me fucking crazy, I don't care that I'm going on a rant right now. What, what drives me crazy, crazy is the fact that the this fucking schmuck of a president does not hold any accountability to their actions whatsoever. In fact, he praises them. Well, you know, uh, from Sunday, they've been questioning them. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they have been questioning them. Listen, all these protesters, especially the ones in Michigan with semi-automatic rifles charging the Capitol, do you think they have a right to do that? Why are they charging the, charging the Capitol with all these weapons? Well, they want to go back to work. You know, I understand that they want to go back to work and they're showing why. They're just protesting. You don't fucking protest with a fucking hand cannon. Okay? I don't care that you your strap... To, to lead a war, to lead a charge? What are you doing? Intimidating the government? Who the fuck are you going to shoot? Like, what is your mission right here? Your mission right now is to look intimidating? You're going to go and fucking intimidate a government, a governor official, a governor, a mayor, a secretary, a uh, senator? You're going to intimidate that you're going to shoot them point blank if they don't open up Costco for you? If they don't fucking open up the Cheesecake Factory for you? If they don't open up fucking Olive Garden for you so you get unlimited breadsticks, you fat fuck? Fuck off out here, okay? No. That is no way, no how, are you fucking, like, entitled to do all that stuff. It's 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 entitlement. That's all it is. No, it's, 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 it's true. It's a thousand percent true. Because these are the same people that will cry, Blue Lives Matter. This is the same people that when a minority is, is, is shot by police or, you know, when, when the natives who are protecting their land from big oil companies are being, um, you know, overrun by, you know, military or, you know, local, um, government, uh, uh, authority, you know, for, for trying to protect their land. These are the same people that praise those law enforcement you know and now now they're in their right standing up in opposition to this you know um authority that you know they praise as long as they um are in opposition to minorities it's sad and it's absolutely sickening and the fact that you feel the need to stand there with an automatic uh, an assault rifle in the face of somebody who's risking their lives to protect you know to protect and to also, you know, prevent more infection and to learn and study about what exactly the sickness is. And the fact that you and the people that you elect, like, I, 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 I am so sick to be from Texas. As I've left, I've completely lost my pride in being a Texan because I look at the politics there and it just makes me absolutely, absolutely upset beyond all words. The fact that the lieutenant governor is willing to stand there and say blatantly, I think he was one of the first ones to say that those elderly people that are dying from this, they did mm-hmm. it for the economy. 
and they need to continue to do so. The fact that you believe that my grandmother, who's lying there, probably barely understanding what's going on, but is also confused of why she cannot see her family, that her her risk at dying is good for you and good for the people that support you, that makes me absolutely upset. And, and, and for all the other lies that have already been lost here, that is a great disrespect on them. And you call yourself an American? Th- that these American lives don't matter? It's, it's just absolutely infuriating. And, and that's why, like, as I'm watching these videos, I'm like, dude, people, are, are people not seeing this? What side are they seeing? No, they're seeing stupid, they're listening to stupid, dumb fucks like Alex Jones who believes that frogs turn you gay or some other stupid shit who tried I'm not even going to go down that road but they're listening to people just like this who come up with these stupid extreme conspiracy theories this QAnon shit I can't I can't that these people know more than the people who have spent years years and, 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 and countless money their finances in school to study the human body, to study diseases, to study how to help you, how to help you get better. And then I have dozens of friends who are still going, who are considered essential, that are still going out, who are putting themselves in harm's way. Going to work every day with the risk that they might catch it from some nasty ass money that they're gonna touch today because they work at a bank. It's, it's, and the exposure, I've known, I know people that have had some type of exposure mm-hmm. to COVID because people that they were around tested positive, but they're deemed essential. It's, 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 and these people just don't understand that. These people are take, taking the fact that they're comfortably at home not even for granted i don't even know the word for it it's just it's just and and we did and we tried to put ourselves out there as as the leading country it's just it's it's sad and the fact that our president is allowing this and is fueling the fire for it to go on it's just it puts me lost for words man it's absolutely right <laughs> didn't mean to go off on there either but it's just, oh. No, yeah, you're definitely right. It's case by case, day by day. It's it's getting worse for people that actually do care. And if anything, you're you're chastised for caring. You're yeah. not you're you're not understanding that this United States needs money. We need an income. Bitch, please. I understand that. We have fucking billions of dollars. And yes, we're billions of dollars in debt as well, too, because this fucking jackass is Jagaloon. But at the same token, we do... We, not we do, excuse me. Let me properly say that again. We have learned that most essential jobs now, too, we can work from home. It's been proven. If there's one thing that's been proven in this whole quarantine situation is that most jobs could be done at home. Now, of course, there's exceptions. Exactly. Now, of course, there are exceptions. I do believe in that. But for the most part, bankers, tellers, um, um, people in like call center industries, people um, 
in many different industries that I've seen so far have all had a chance to try and one or one way work at home. Now, not everybody has the means and some people just can't justifiably do it because of what's in their household. But different situations there there is there are many jobs out there that you that one can do for the meantime if if need be and my brother right now for instance my brother doesn't have to do it my brother has a bachelor's degree in in business and science right now but at the same time he's working in amazon in the amazon warehouse um lifting boxes and placing people's packages your packages out there people the ones that you fucking need a a, a new comb for your fucking head or you need a fucking new vibrator for your ass you need some anal beads you go to fucking fascinations.com my brother's the one that's fucking lifting boxes so you can get that shit for you so at the end of the day there are essential jobs out there still that that people can get now if people refuse to do it that's their problem right there honestly but there are you can make money in America right now. We are not that bad where you cannot make money. If anything, the smart thing to do is to take a small financial hit for the safety of Americans. Absolutely. And, you know, look at the staggering numbers, you know, and, 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 and this started, you know, when did this really start grabbing attention as far as, you know, our governments were, you know, realizing like, holy shit, it's going to hit our shores soon, which was like, what, February? Mm-hmm. January, February? February. World, worldwide, we have confirmed 2,699,338 cases. And the, that's confirmed all time worldwide since it started. That's saying that these two million six hundred almost seven hundred thousand people are faking it mm-hmm. or that these people don't exist there's this and then worldwide we have a total of one hundred eighty eight thousand four hundred thirty seven deaths now in the u s we're so close to a million am I right eight hundred and eighty seven thousand seven hundred eighty seven confirmed cases. We're so, we're literally under that nose of a million Mm -hmm. with 50,000 deaths so far. That's 50,000 Americans since, 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 and and I know people would so hate me for this, but America is such a nationalist country. It's so totally. No, it is. It's so totally. Yeah. And how people carry themselves and literally just flaunt the, this this poisonous idea of independence and freedom literally it's just it's just mind-boggling and sometimes i hate being a part of it you know what i mean i really do but i know that there's a lot of people that have learned from this and i know that there's a lot of people who have awakened to this poisonous ideology you know this very 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 toxic ideology can i ask you a question Maybe you can yeah. answer it. Maybe you cannot. And I totally understand if you can, because we probably would have to do some research. But what is this fixation, this fixation that Americans have about this being the only country that's free compared to a place like France, Italy, Canada, Great Britain? I could go on. Switzerland. I could go on. Amsterdam. I could go on. So what is like 
asphyxiation of the we think that we're the only free nation in this world? Is it the fact that they're spewed with things like, you know, looking at Iran or looking at places like Saudi Arabia or looking at places like places in the Congo toward Africa or whatnot, where you have these like dictatorship-like countries. I totally understand that. When you look at that compared to us, there's a total difference. But when you look compare us to a place like Canada, when you compare us to a place like Great Britain, Scotland, so on and so forth, what's the main difference? What's the luxury that we have over everyone else? Arrogance. Honestly, I think that's all that it is. And um, uh, I don't know because I don't feel that. I'm actually jealous of other countries, a lot of other countries. You know, people will call me, you know, uh, socialists, whatever, as, as liberal as I am. Um, they even call me uh, 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 anti-fascist, which I'm proud to claim. Because <laughs> I am. I'm very, very anti-fascist, which I think this is what a lot of this ideology is. You know, um, this, this perceived thought that America is you know like like i hate the term all-american I, I just think it's so like it's just so it's forced patriotism it's so nationalistic oh you just made an all-american hot dog what the fuck is an all-american hot dog like i really want to know i was driving it i think like one of the first times i was driving through uh phoenix and i well not through phoenix but like through chandler and as i was entering like the chandler city limits it, it was called Chandler in all-American city like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> tell me I really want to know what that means I think again it's just all part of that patriotism that's just thrown into your face all the fucking time I'm proud of what we have and I'm proud of what we achieve that there's a lot of people that have achieved, have achieved it but in a very different way for a very different outlook correct and, with the, and the freedom that we have one compared, you know, like the the freedom that other countries have too. We should all be sharing that individually, sharing, learning from each other, the hardships, because we have all faced different hardships in very many different ways. But instead of learning from that, people put this American arrogance inside their heads. That's like nobody else, nobody else's problems don't matter. Nobody else's freedoms don't matter. Everything else that every other country has to offer does not matter because uh, it's America first. I don't understand that. Mm, um, I think it's taught, unfortunately, as much as we like to, um, as long as, as, for, as long as I lived in this goddamn earth, I have always heard that America is the greatest place on earth. And I find that hilarious because when you look at every country, as more as I grow, every country does the same goddamn thing. It's just that Americans seem to hold this this righteous belief that, you know, we fought off people to declare this land our land and that we held these colors true because of sacrifices that we made. When in actuality, our country is no better than any other country that claims freedom. Freedom was won on the back of slaves. Freedom was was won in puddles of blood from murder you know and America really likes is the only country that I've known because I've definitely seen places like um, England and 
and so on and so forth. Hell, even Ireland at some points as well, too. They acknowledge their flat past. They say we fuck up. Now, maybe England's a little bit more pretentious, not as pretentious as us, but they all make an acknowledgement of we fucked up in the past and that we need to move forward. America's the only country that says, never happened. My bad if you remember that. And I find that fucking hysterical in a way. It's, it's, it's like literally America pretends that these things never happen or if they did, they're a single chapter in a history book and it's like, all right, moving on to the next one. Really? Um, Keep that thought. um, Ramble for two minutes. I'll be right back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But kind of just while we're waiting on that, um, I, I, I just recommend for a lot of people that uh, you know, I know the news is very scary, um, very scary thing right now. A lot of people don't want to just constantly hear, you know, bad news, grim news. Nothing that never nobody wants to hear. But I would say look up different stories of how people are tackling this. You know, look at you know not just here in America. Look at what people are doing in other parts of the world. I had on I had honestly thought that this was the only place to had empty store shelves, but no, that's happening everywhere. Like this yeah. virus has really gotten everybody's minds the fact that like this is literally the end of the world. Yeah. But I think that, you know, I used I used to hate these um stupid videos that uh, especially celebrities that were were, were posting right were just them singing some song or you know just you know making a stupid video you know while they're there at home you know in 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 their comfy home you know what i mean like i was just like you have this fame you have this fortune you have this um, platform that you're able to use to actually do something and a lot of celebrities have and I truly 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 praise them for that because I know some of my friends who are not making a lot of money who don't have a lot of money are spending money in local restaurants and in, in, in locally owned businesses to try and keep them afloat who are donating their money you know buying pet food and other pet accessories to other shelters who are struggling right now i know a lot of people that, who don't have money are doing that and this one video that the celebrity made just singing a song is has three four million views for what like what did they do with that but there's other celebrities who are using their platform and, and their fortune to actually make a difference, actually provide back and give back because they can't. Why? Because we can't really, we've, our government has really proved to us that we can't rely on them to do that. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think there's celebrities out there who are half-assed it. And then there's celebrities out there that are actually making a difference. Celebrities that I thought that were total jackasses that really gave back to what who they are and where they came from. For instance, um, and you guys can probably hear this on on um, um, mine and Jay Rand's other podcast, The Kamora Chronicles. We talk about MMA, but Conor McGregor, you know, prolific MMA star, prolific, pro- prolific fighting star right now. If anything, he's probably the most famous fighting star of, the, of them all in the last like five years to ten years. And a person who you would have thought is the most misogynistic jerk you've ever seen in your life, the most um, conniving, messed up person, backwater person that makes ends deals, that capitalizes on 
the American or the world's um, uh, financial situations just to get a quick buck. He donated at least five to six million dollars to Ireland for the fight against coronavirus. Now, That's huge. That is huge. Some now, some celebrities might be like, "Oh, he could have down- He could have donated ten million or a hundred million. Five million? Hell, that's more than anybody's given these days, right now. All right, that's more than fucking Mariah Carey's giving out to anybody right now. Yeah, or if they are, again, you know, there's a lot of people. Like I know, Beyonce and Jay Z have always done shit under the radar. Yeah. And they don't put that stuff out there because they want that fame or attention. They do, and, and the communities that they help, they know that they help. So if these celebrities are doing that, you know, under the radar because again, they don't want that attention. That's amazing. But I will say, like, I've kind of started changing like my perception on the whole thing because, like, I know um, uh, that one actor. Oh, I was just watching him too. Um, the really cute little short old gay man. Um, what's his name? Um, hold on. <laughs> and if he's not gay, I'm so sorry, but I swear I thought I'd I don't even... know why you make me think of Danny DeVito because that's the only short guy that I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Danny DeVito. Hold on. Um, 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 um hold on. Short and old, you said. Yes, Leslie Jordan. Leslie Jordan. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Yes, his 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 videos are really taking the internet by storm right now. But and and again, I'm changing my view on that because. A lot like Danny DeVito's reading to kids, you know, there's a lot of drag queens that are reading to kids right now. It's stuff like that. And, you know, these videos are actually doing something because it's bringing people together. You know, um, parents that are home right now, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of jokes where it's like, ah, you know, you're spending so much time with my kids. It's like, oh, I'm here with my kids. Like, this is a lot of time that we wouldn't have spent. Yeah, with each we're not, not going to get this ever again back. And no. as much as people are complaining, like, oh, we're tired of our, uh, Mary Ann in fucking Tennessee bumblefuck over there is complaining because she can't have her vodka martini at, like, 10 a.m. because now little Sally's there. Like, fuck off. Like, this is your chance to have time to make something with your daughter, to be the parent that you want to be when you first had her in your belly. Um, I look at parents out there that just don't want to spend with their kids and i'm just amazed and you know right now i you know um you know my my daughter you know and her mom are not together and you know admirably her mother moved to arizona just to be close with her and for this week this is the first time we've been really separated in since the quarantine started and like my daughter's feeling it like we we've made these moments count like you know if I, t- I taught her how to develop a podcast so she could try to do it herself or set up a YouTube channel she has her own YouTube channel now where she's just talking whatever a 15 year old would talk about these days you know you know our creative juices have been flowing and we've been getting closer because of it and for people out there that just can't wrap their head around having them, those kids 24 7 I'm just I'm shocked I understand it's a lot I do, but at the end of the day, this is history. You're never gonna have this again. They should be making journals saying 2020, the day, you know, the the months that we were in quarantine. This is what we did as a family. Instead, they're fucking t- telling them that it's fake and you could go out and hang out with kids out there and get sick. Absolutely, um, kind of reminds me of you know way back in the day. Um, remember when you used to write like notes on on Facebook? 
and they were they were kind of posted like a blog um i used to do these ones called um dinner table talks um this was like years ago but the reason why i did it is because you know i had read this very interesting article about how families don't have dinner anymore you know at the table you know mom or dad cooks dinner and then like everyone just kind of grabs a plate and goes their own way goes over there you know um there's nothing like i get the understanding of it it's you know i think we kind of have to adapt to the fact that now we do have laptops and 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 you know smartphones and and um tablets and shit and that's just part of our life now you know we can all still enjoy time as a family with these things you know for watching a video together for doing this together but sometimes we just need to put everything down and just have a conversation. When was the last time you had a true conversation with each other? That's one thing I love about the time that I spent with my roommates here is, you know, like in 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 some of the most random times even if I'm just going for a drink of water, like we'll stop and just swap a story, you know, and just like start, you know, to, uh, uh, sharing different different events of our lives and all I did was just go get a drink of water it's just stuff like that like when was the last time you've had that kind of conversation with your loved one or even hell with with you know some of your closest friends yeah that's so, true again this is part of that human resilience and you know um this is why like I, I understand the need for like religion and you know for the faith that people have but like when the same people are when they're when when people are using that same idea of faith and applying it to their god-given gun rights that's 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 one of the reasons why i don't follow religion this is why i don't claim to have a religion and quite frankly i don't believe in that kind of higher power because i don't believe this person that you believe as a god created this planet so that you can have the right to get a gun mm-hmm. yeah it's exactly why the bible was written exactly why but god damn it i was going somewhere with that. i totally lost it <laughs> um I, 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 I truly don't remember where I was going with that because I took that left turn and but I made a point <laughs> that's why because I felt like that was a point that needed to be made um anyway how are you <laughs> carry no, on no, no. carry on for me well I remember where I was going with that no no I, I, I totally understand what, what you're saying out there and I was actually just reading a couple of your uh, Facebook comments and just people like saying that you're part of the problem and stuff like that for the stuff that you've been posting about Trump and the administration and it's oh it's hold on for context for context I didn't mean to interrupt you but it's just another one of those ideas that like so this president actually said that why don't we try injecting just like you can just spray disinfectant and the disinfectant is proving to work against the coronavirus why don't we try injecting a disinfectant then necessarily a type of disinfectant into our bodies to kill off the virus yeah stupid he said that yeah but people are going to defend him because they think everything he says is you know what it is and this is this this is basically what it is this is a a president that has made not necessarily lying but he's made half truths a acceptable form of communication in this world so he's a person that 
would literally say, and by right, he is not lying about things, but he's saying half-truths, and the half-truths don't really hold him accountable for things. He'll say things like like, or may, or could, things like that, to save his ass. Watch what he says, no matter what, because the intention... The intention is for you to believe what he says. But once he throws a jab, like a maybe or a like or somehow or it could, he says it very briefly, very softly. So that way the thought is still, you should go ahead and eat a Tide Pod because it's going to help you out. That's not what he said. I'm just making an exaggeration. But that's something he would say because he's Mm -hmm. a fucking moron. Mm -hmm. And to go back, (laughs) I finally remember what I was going to (laughs) say. Uh, <clears throat> I understand the concept and the need for your religion because as I believe a religion should be a spiritual journey should have always been has no place in law has no place in belief over science you know um, it's not going to be the cure-all no but it's a guidance to help you remain calm it's a guidance to help keep your spirit clean your thoughts clean you know and keep you on a good path People can do that on their own without religion. I do it all the time. Um, Of course, I make terms every here and there. Um, But I think that that idea, though, for lack of a better word, trumps (laughs) the real human spirit that lives inside us, that human resilience that has given us and proven to us time and time again how we always survive through these things how we make it through how we're able to create these monumental historical uh, achievements you know many people have died and suffered through some of the darkest times in in history whether it was natural born or man-made disasters we've carried on and we've carried through you know um one thing that always even at a young at a young 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 age when you know during the events of 9-11 one thing that always stuck in my mind is how new yorkers hugged each other people that they've never met before came together in a way that kind of showed the spirit of what new york always was yeah but see here's the thing about that and I, I, I'll say this, and I know people will give me heat for it, and I don't give a fuck about it. Because okay. um, I don't think... No, I'll say it anyway. We even had a leader that brought people together at that time for that moment. And I know George Bush is not the best president in the world, junior. Um, capable, smartest. You could throw all that shit there under the bus right there, yes. Yeah, yeah. But, but for that moment right there, he led people and brought people together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody no matter if you're Republican, Democratic, Liberal conservative, gay, straight uh, black, white did not matter whatsoever <laughs> he made sure that America was whole and even though that lasted for a couple of weeks and then it turned into nationalism really quickly because we started mm-hmm. having Middle Eastern phobia very quickly for that moment in time, he brought people together. And that's something 
that this president has not done once in his whole entire reign of presidency. He has not brought America together. No. In a way, you're wrong, because he has. He has brought people together, but he's brought the wrong people. He's gathered the wrong people together. And yes, I'm going to say the word wrong. He's gathered this just the biggest sense in, in, in like something that we were always scared of that existed that we knew existed but always existed in the shadows or you know one-off situations but as this guy became president it was no longer just one-off situations these are people that are blatantly just literally coming out of the dark coming out from under the rock now from like the middle of nowhere you know in these in in, in the southern belt and he's gathered these people in a way that like they feel like what they're doing is the right thing and it's scary and it's dangerous but we need to remember that there's more of us of like the real true america of knowing that this is a place of equality that this is a place that should be leading and 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 we're learning from our wrongs and trying to push to our rights you know we just got to keep arguing, man. See, there is no argument with him, though, because when I say, and I'll still stick back behind what I said, you know. Oh, oof. no, he's, no, he's, he's never, he will never bring, and, and that's part of their argument is that Obama brought racial segregation, you know, no, this, this man has praised white supremacists. They work in his White House. Yeah, and he doesn't denounce them whatsoever. Even the supremacists are out there in different states. He doesn't denounce them whatsoever. Um, Barack Obama brought people together that need to be together. I won't say that he brought the country together, but he brought the right people together. He brought minorities, Mm -hmm. which I will always say minorities are the majorities in the United States. That's just a fucking name that the people want to use these days to put down people of color or people that are not from the states or their descendants weren't from the states but nonetheless Barack Obama brought blacks, Hispanics uh, Asians um, um, uh, South Americans North Americans fucking people from Canada and shit like that you know he, he brought the world together he brought people he, he was a president that when you looked at America it was like you guys got a good leader we understand that. And yes, while I may not agree with some of his policies, and I do feel like there were some back-end deals, because everybody does have some kind of skeletons in their closet, and I will acknowledge that, he is a person that never let his emotions get the best of him when he was addressing the people. Whenever there was a backhand comment from the press, whenever there was an idiotic person saying anything about his race, he would just smirk and move on and say, this is how it is. He was poised. He was a leader. He was structured in ways that this motherfucker will never be because no. that's who he is. If anything, He's lived his life that way. He's a fucking 80-year-old man that's going to die the same way he came into this world. With a silver spoon in his mouth, fucking entitled. Yep. He'll never understand what it means to be poor. He'll never understand what it means to know a person named Jim in Idaho, or Larry in Massachusetts, or Frank in Arizona, or Jacob in El Paso. He'll never understand who those people are 
why the way they feel and what they do to survive in life. He will never understand what it is to specifically struggle. He knows how to be afraid. Like when his shit gets bankrupt, he knows how to cover tracks. He knows how to the fear of loss of money, but he doesn't know how to survive. And what I just don't get is the the fan base that he has, the the, the amount of supporters that he has, or people that are that are struggling. You know, <laughs> you know, Jimmy John from fucking Mississippi that only has a trailer and a fucking I don't know. Um, uh, a bottle of fucking Southern Comfort in his refrigerator just to survive for the week is a Trump supporter when he Trump is not catering to you. He is not doing anything to benefit to you whatsoever besides endorse some kind of prejudice. And if that's what gets your kicks on right there, then you need to reevaluate your fucking life. Absolutely. Yep. I don't get it. I don't. I, I'll never get it. I'll never get it, and it's okay. I understand that. And my final thoughts on the whole situation—you know—after bringing all this up—is if we did not learn from this four years, and he magically gets a second term, then the disappointment, the darkness, the uncertainty that I know lies in my future, I I, I, I I don't know how I'm going to handle that. Here's reality, Jake. There is a 98% chance that he's going to get reelected. And it's not... Uh, well, it's every, it's every, it's everybody's fault. Not, uh, you know, it's, it's... People are not fighting hard enough to get him out of office. There's not enough people out there that are willing to go to... To, to, to vote come November. There's not enough people out there to... to, to yes, to, no, yes, yes, there is. And see, that's what pisses me off. They won't. These they people, won't, Jake. These, these people will show up in droves for a new White Castle that opens up and be in line for fucking hours. Yeah, because that's what they like. That's the thing. Like, people here. show up in droves when they know that we shouldn't be going out. But they go and completely overcrowd a mountain for hiking because they can't stand they cannot stand out of working out at home yeah but see those are those are the people that are going to vote though the wrong people are poised and ready to go to vote the people i'm talking about are the the people that want to say legalize marijuana are the same people that are having a legalized marijuana party instead of going to the stalls and fucking voting you know the, the people that that are complaining about trump are the same ones that that will not go because the lines are too fucking long. They'll find any other fucking excuse to not go out. And here's another thing, too. I'm sorry to say this. I'm sorry to say this. But the Democratic Party does not have a strong enough can- candidate to overthrow Trump right now. Biden is not strong enough. Even if Obama uh, endorses him, even if Bernie Sanders endorses him, he is not a strong enough candidate right now to go against Trump. His campaign has been flawed since day one. And two, he has not made a strong enough campaign since January. And we're going almost into May now to say, vote for me or convince people vote for me. And right now he has the time to do it. Ads on TV, press conferences, um, interviews, everything that he can do imaginably right now from the comfort of his house. He is not doing 
I actually will disagree with that one because while he was not my choice, like my choice was Elizabeth Warren. Every, everything that I want in a candidate was in her. Now, there are there's a lot of polling that's been taking place. And because as this president falls, this is a perfect opportunity to turn things around and say, look, here's what you have to deal with this. Okay, so here's why this, you know, here's why we're dealing what we're dealing with. And poll after poll is coming out showing Biden in the lead. But it's very close. It's absolutely very close. And what the Democratic Party needs to do is capitalize on that. They need to capitalize on everything that they've done since day one that um, President Trump was elected. They need to take advantage because there's a lot that they have done to prove that. You know, they are the party that we want. Bro, okay? if, if they cannot get Trump um, off the all, all, off the candidacy for saying I'm going to grab a chick and a pussy, uh, you know, then he's literally going to run by Biden, unfortunately, for his stupidity. Like, mm-hmm. all this stuff is just but, fuel just but, to make Trump look good. Not necessarily. Well, again, so what the Biden campaign has been doing recently, which I've actually been applauding because I've actually been seeing so many of the videos, is everything that the president has been saying throughout this whole coronavirus thing, you know, all the way back to, um, you know, calling it calling it a hoax. Mm-hmm. They're putting it out there. They're, 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 the campaign videos are showing everything that this guy has been saying to remind people, like, look, this is... This is what your president has been doing with dates, with stamps, showing as the timelines progress that this guy doesn't know what the hell he's been doing. So they have been capitalizing on that. And 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 that's what, again, that's what Biden needs to do. He's going to be our candidate and we have to, he's going to be our candidate and we need to accept that because like what you're saying is a lot of what Bernie supporters and those are like the most dangerous people right now. Bernie supporters are so proud in their candidate that they will not let that go. They they proved it last election. Again, I think if Biden had any chance, he should have fucking run, run last election coming hot right off of, the, you know, the backseat, uh, you know, passenger side of Obama. But he didn't. He didn't. But here's the thing about Biden, though. He's going to the the two demographics that he's going to be really well in is going to be minority males, minority males and age group 18 to 30. He's going to be perfect for that. But what he doesn't have is a woman's vote. For some fucking reason, Trump gets the woman's vote. And for some reason, I haven't seen anybody whatsoever from social media to anywhere right now talking newsstands about what women feel is appealing for Joe Biden, why they want him as a president, what makes him stand out over this fucking guy, besides the obvious, that fucking Trump's a fucking schmucks, misogynistic asshole. But no one has backed up and said, well, he's this because of this. And that's scary. That is, you know, you do actually make a good point there. Um, and and just by saying that I'm going to have a female vice president is not, it's not going to be it. It's no, not. no, look at fucking Sarah Palin. <laughs> That's different, bro. I can see Russia <laughs> from Alaska. <laughs> That's different. 
That's different. I don't think. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> but no, I, but I think we need to, I need to, we need to accept the fact that, you know, this is going to be our candidate and, uh, you know, a lot of people need to do grassroots campaign. Like they need to really put themselves out there because it's, and it's not, it, but, but it's not just Biden though. Like we have a ton of Senate seats that we need to win because say that asshole does get elected if the if, if congress and the senate and the senate can be uh, you know democratically controlled because we've already lost the supreme court like there there's no hope for the supreme court you know that's going to be primarily conservative for years because of this and and not including the whole whole army of judges that his campaign have have filled into spots so the courts have primarily become, you know, um, conservative. But speaking on that, I do want to say if anybody hasn't been paying attention, there's a lot of huge, huge votes, um, not votes, but court cases that are going to the Supreme, that the Supreme Court uh, are going to be deciding on in the near future within, I think, the next couple of months. One of them really soon is, is you know, the whole uh, is basically Roe versus Wade all over again. And this can be a huge game changer. And so we need to really pay attention on that. But here's one thing. What? OK, I'm all for Joe Biden. I, straight up. I don't mind Uncle Joe whatsoever. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, anybody's a better candidate than fucking Trump at the moment in time. I don't give a fuck. But my biggest fear, fear is that this is going to be John Kerry all over again where he's not going to be able to fight Trump when it comes to the debates. Who? Biden. How? I don't feel I think it's going to be like John Kerry all over again. I feel uh-huh. like it's Trump doing the circuit show and people that's what won him the fucking election in the first place is well, that he was bringing the circuit show. Well, so here's the thing, though. It's like, as if you believe a lot of the reports from a lot of the credible news sources, is that Biden is the one candidate that the Trump administration did not want because they know that it puts him in a huge danger zone. And, you know, a lot of things can be said about Joe Biden, but he can carry himself very well, especially in um, especially in a debate. And again, it's. I, I see Biden doing very well. Again, he's always going to win his Trump's always going to win his support in the circus that he plays. But after being completely hammered down, because he again, this was a guy that was literally coming in fresh, had no political, you know, whatever, you know, and for some reason that made him, you know, a primary candidate for their party. Now, this is someone who's been here for four years that is just completely torn down everything that we've known about our institution. So there's a lot of fodder that um, that the Democratic Party has. Again, they just have to use it wisely. They have to capitalize on it. If they don't, then that's it. Then we have another four years of this asshole. But what's a good way to, to capitalize it? How, 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 who's going to endorse someone that that 
that has the leverage like this fucking asshole has. This le- this guy has leverage over Big Pharma. This le- this guy has leverage over the fucking um, Supreme Court. This guy has leverage over fucking Saudi Arabia. This guy has leverage now with fucking North Korea praising Kim Jong-un and hopefully he gets better. He's a friend of mine. Like, this guy fucking, like, has leverage out the ass to fucking pull off Trump cards. No fucking pun intended. Like, what does mm-hmm. the Democratic Party need to do at this moment in time that no one else has done already? It has, again, that's what we need to prove. It's May, though. It's it's almost May, though, Jake. Like, this is something that should have been done last November. We should have been battling this since last November. Yeah, but for all intents and purposes, we know that why. I think everybody's shift, I mean, everybody's focus has shifted into, you know, taking care of what we have to take care of now, which is completely 110% understandable. And again, because what everyone needs to be doing and what everyone is proving that they're doing is that they're having to fix the mess that this guy is presenting to us you know everything that you know he's not taking care of us so everyone else has to do it for us you know they have to be the leaders that our leader won't be so it's completely understandable you know it's understandable but it's not being counter counteractive every protest that's happening right now when it comes to these fucking like liberate america assholes is mm-hmm. a Trump it's a Trump campaign rally. It's oh, not a yeah. it's not nope. a fucking protest. They're all no. Trump campaign yeah. rallies. What what he's doing totally on TV is. is a is a is a campaign rally. But it's also again, it's also good for the Democratic Party because again, these people are seeing that it's not even just a Democratic Party. It's even people who are in the middle and for Republicans who like there's did you not see the uh uh what's her name? Kellyanne Conway's um husband, George Conway? Yeah. Him and his Republican um, friends have endorsed Biden, which was a huge, huge thing. Um, they have never endorsed the Democratic Party, as far as I remember reading, um, but they have. And they're using that to help persuade those other uh, conservative um, voters that Biden is going to be the right choice. Again, so to them, those people seeing these jackasses out there flaunting this you know um patriotic protest like it's only going to do them harm in the places that it needs to yes it's a it's a free trump rally but again it's it's also helping on the other end as long as people are able to see that one can hope man i hope i hope (laughs) but again that's where we need to use our platform too again yes i i know i only get a handful of of, of, of listeners every every episode but as far as i'm able to i'm going to continue to do so um so once the time comes closer and closer and closer i'm going to start needing to you know do my job in making sure that everybody that i know understands the importance of this vote because it's probably going to be even more important than last year i just hope that once this guy gets out of office, we can bring back Kathy Griffin with a Trump head on TV again. That's oh, I love hope. that. I, <laughs> I, I, I was upset when people were like, "That was just uh, uh, that wasn't that was classless," or you know, what was some of the other words that they used? I was like, "No, fuck that." Marilyn Manson did the same thing, and nobody bitched about that. Mm-hmm. It's all right, though. It's all good. We have to stand together to get we to do. the future. Yes, we do. Well. Do you have any final thoughts on this? 
No, I was going to end on a Kathy Griffin, so I can't get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I appreciate you being here um, again um, for all my listeners. If you're still listening, you know, you're the real MVP. Um, and even you, Frank, something I'd highly recommend watching is that Inside Italy's corona- Coronavirus Epicenter from mm-hmm. Vice News on YouTube. I recommend watching it, man, because it that, that was the whole point of this episode was just to kind of give everybody insight on just the human element that's there through all this. And this gives just the slightest glimpse of that that can help you understand how important it is that we're doing what we're doing and for the people that we're doing it for, because you may not be directly affected, but there are other people who are and who have been dealing with this. And so we need to put what's best in our human nature, something that we're capable of doing, which is empathy, something we're doing, which is supporting each other and loving, doing all these things that are natural to us. We need to grab that and use it, you know? And um, I think this is just one of those things that will help kind of show that and showcase that. I just wish that I could get (laughs) like a couple of wishes from a genie, preferably Will Smith. And never have a friend f- like him. <laughs> my first wish, it would probably fuck up the world, but I love it though. I really wish that any kind of firearm or mass nuclear weapon or anything that could be considered as a a weapon would just be wished away. And just see the chaos. Mm-hmm. But hopefully just see the birth of something new there because it it's it still gets me when you look at that documentary series and the love and adulation that people get, the support that nurses and and technicians and doctors get, and then you see the force that's over here in the United States, and you see uh, of a guy with a semi-automatic go to her nursing that she should go before she gets arrested that she's yeah. not wanted here. Like it was his God-given right to own that weapon. Somebody actually said that on those steps. It's like, why are you here? You know, why why the guns? Like, because it's my I'm I'm ex- exercising my God-given second Second Amendment right. Okay, first of all, what does that have to do with anything that Nothing. we're dealing with right now? No. Absolutely. Nothing. It's, it's it's intimidation to hurt somebody, and I yeah. hate that. I, I it's, yeah. uh, it's oh my god! I wish I would have kicked them all in the nuts. Let them shoot. And for me. all those that don't know, as someone who's been on the front lines of protests just like that, the police do nothing to those people. Absolutely nothing. People are there with signs. People are there chanting. You know, who are obviously on the opposite side of that. They get pepper sprayed. They get beaten. They get arrested. But the people who are there, and of course, people are going to say, "Well, they're standing there peacefully." There's no reason for them to be there armed like that. But they are not touched at all. It's infuriating. Yeah, you know, police don't want to get scared. They're scared because they see a firearm. But if I was holding one, it'd be a different story. Even if we're not, which has been proven time yep. and time again. Well, that has been our episode today, people. Again, if you're still listening, you're the real MVP. Um, but again, I want to um, just wish everybody that, you know, take the extra precaution that you need to. There has been talk of second waves of this coming through. Um, it has been proven that heat does have some kind of effect. So um, Arizona, we're in a good spot. But it doesn't mean that we can't not still take measures. Um, I know 
states are starting to open up. But again, remind yourselves that this is not just going to go away just because quarantine is over. There's not going to be a certain date where coronavirus is going to be like, well, that's my time. Let me just go on and mosey out of here. That's not going to happen. That's not going to be a real thing. There's still a ton of people who could be asymptomatic. There's still a ton of people who haven't been tested. There's still a ton of people who are exposed to that and just don't know. So we need to be extra precautious about it but again take advantage of the time that we have and the emotions that we have to give be creative share a story with each other you know speak to each other we're human and we need to enjoy the gift of life that we have agreed sir well that's been another episode of anxiety and i stay beautiful oh i should have ended something better with that (laughs) stay classy san diego (laughs) <laughs> the whales for China. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Oh, Sex Panther. Um, <laughs> did you want to throw your plugs? Where can they find you, Frank? Oh, um, they can find me on uh, Pop Culture Fanatics alongside with you as a guest, and my boy Jay Rance chimes in as well too as a guest. That's a podcast about things in pop culture, whether it's happening in the world, movies, television, you name it, we're talking about it. Um, you find me at the Kimura Chronicles with my co-host Jay Rance as well, too, as we talk about MMA. And you can find us, me and Jay Rance as well, too, on uh, Elite Wrestling Audio, which we talk about everything from professional wrestling. All those podcasts have their own Facebook page and Instagram page by the same name, and they're located on all podcast platforms. Also, um, Jay, I'll plug his to Jay Rance. You can find him on uh, Lag Switch Gaming. Uh, it's a podcast just about gaming. Jake's been on it. I've been on it. It's pretty fun. We have a good time talking about things like remakes and new games have come out or what's been happening in the world of PlayStation 5 and Xbox. So pretty cool on that side, too. Absolutely. And they can also find you just, well, Frank's in the process of creating his own Twitch. So um, that will be up soon. Um, I'm in the process of creating my own Twitch. So, I mean, if you want to see me doing some gaming, I'll be there. So what what are Twitch people called? Are they called Twitchers? Tweakers? What what is it? (laughs) Let's call them. (laughs) I kind of want to go with Tweakers, bro. (laughs) So you want to see me tweaking tonight. I won't be tweaking tonight. <laughs> there you go. I did not pause note. <laughs> As always. <laughs>